Sharpen a willow because it's time to roast some wieners. You're listening to Polygonometry. This is a family genealogy kind of-ish podcast where each week I sit down with one of my relatives to discuss what it's like growing up in polygamy. My guest on the show this week is my best friend. He and I got into all of the trouble when we were in our more formidable years, as they say. A ton of catching frogs, a lot of time spent outdoors camping, hiking, going up on the mountain, uh terrorizing our sisters and other relatives, skinning our knees, pestering beehives. Basically, this episode is just us kicking back, cracking a few PBRs just to reminisce. This is an episode that just kind of touches on the magic of growing up in rural Montana, but through the eyes of polygamist kids. Oh, um, not, <laughs> not saying that we were polygamists when we were kids. <laughs> that only happens to girls on the Arizona-Utah border. Ka-chow! Looking at you, Uncle Warren, you creep. Anyway, if you're someone who is listening and has a ton of questions about this kind of stuff and you don't know where to turn, no worries. I'm available on most social media platforms except for like Twitter and TikTok. TikTok? TikTok? See, I don't even know what it is. I'm not on TikTok because I can't dance unless it's the Teton Mountain Stomp, dude. <laughs> anyway... Just go ahead and drop me a line, email me, slide into my DMs, just shoot me your questions. That way I'm able to answer all of those thoughts, hopefully in a Q&A episode in the first week of February. That's kind of when I'm planning on doing it. And by the way, no questions out of bounds. I've answered all of them. I've heard it all. Don't worry about it. I'm comfortable answering any question you have to the best of my ability. Um, and before we get started, this episode is dedicated to my guest's dog, Gambit, who unfortunately had to be put down recently. Uh, rest in peace, you scoundrel. Anyway, uh, I'm stoked that you guys are listening. Honestly, I can't even believe that you guys are tuning in. It's awesome that you guys are, and I'm just absolutely grateful to the to the very bottom of my soul. I truly am. But uh, I'm glad that you're listening, and I hope that you enjoy the alcohol-informed conversation <laughs> that I have uh, with my mom's older brother's first wife's second oldest son. <laughs> And so my family, we would wake up like super, super early because I don't know why, but we did. Um, and we'd get chores done by like eight o'clock in the morning. So what time would you wake up? I don't know. We'd probably be up by like five thirty six at the at the latest <laughs> so on a saturday morning okay so you're <laughs> like i actually eight, didn't know this about your yes. family oh okay ab- yes this is no, this I mean, is I, how it was at mom's house like the house was usually pretty clean mm-hmm. but we scrubbed on saturdays oh like, yeah that's how it was so when you're a little kid and you're like 9 10 11 years old and you're waking up at five in the morning yeah to, to, to clean the house and, That'd be so and tough. the whole idea with it was and we were all jiving with it because like we wanted to hang out with our friends on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. So we would get up super early, get our chores done. And it wasn't always that early. Um, but like the days when, when I, like we knew that there was a serious scrubbing that had to happen yeah. for whatever reason, like we got into trouble during the week or something like that. And then like 
the rule was the house has to be spotless and we'd call it like toothbrush clean or actually usually it was Jesus is coming over clean. <laughs> so, and like that's Jesus is coming yeah, over. Yeah, so like, like how oh clean, God, that's amazing. If, if you knew that Jesus was coming over, how clean would this house be? And so like us as kids, like super, super brainwashed, they'd be like, oh my, dude, we, we got, got it. Dude, we got to scrub all of it. Okay, what if Jesus comes over and he looks under the fridge? Oh, seriously, yeah. I, okay, like, I remember a few different occasions on which, like, I would show up to your place and oh. the, the fridge would be, like, askew. Yes. It's like, why is, why is your fridge crooked again? Yes, that's, like, things like <laughs> and, that. Or, like, and your why older brother your would living, be like... Why is your living room rearranged again? It's because we were vacuuming underneath the couches and we liked the way that it was when we had moved things, so we just rearranged it. You know, and that's that was just, like, I mean, Jesus it was kind of, a, coming over clean. kind of a, a, a normal, like, a normal thing. That's kind of what happened. So, anyways... I would wake up super jazzed because, like, mom said I can go to Chris's house as soon as as soon as I'm done. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would wake up and I'd I'd scrub, and then um, I usually was like the bathroom in the hallway. Those are my jobs. So like dusting off pictures because there's a million people in the hallway <laughs> and all of their pictures are up and then like so you would them. have to take down all the pictures and like wipe not the always. glass down or? not always um usually just like like a like a damp wet rag with some pledge or something like that on there mm. like pine salt is kind of what we use all the time growing up I remember that, like, yeah. that. like pine salt in this like we had this always this little pink bucket that had like a little pour spout like we scrubbed everything in it we kept it in the kitchen it was really weird but like nobody touched that because unless was, you were cleaning. cleaning yeah 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 you don't so, want the cleaning bucket to get dirty yes exactly well and you didn't want to ever put food next to the cleaning bucket because like we knew what we scrubbed with it and it was kind of nasty <laughs> you don't want to get <laughs> yeah so anyways we uh um, and you wait hold on so you guys and you guys had that, like that weird textured wall too right yes yes it was, was, that it was just miserable. a total bitch to clean oh my gosh it was the worst it was so bad i can remember um scrubbing on it so hard because like the hallway like if you can remember that house that we grew up in, that mm-hmm. hallway was pretty dark. Yeah, so, like, yeah. Because there, there was no light fixtures, right? There was a light fixture at the very, very end of the hallway, right above the bathroom. But mm-hmm. you have that weird dark area before what was my bedroom. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so there's all like, the listeners know exactly what we're talking about. Yeah, by the way. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry guys. Um, paint the picture. Walk through the front door. You got kitchen, living room, kitchen on the left, living room on the right, and then you keep going down this hallway. Um, and there's like the bedrooms in this house are really big, so and the living space, like the living room and kitchen spaces were pretty small. And so the hallway was like not eerily long. It's not like a haunted house feeling, but it was a long, dark hallway, mm-hmm. you know, and it was an old cabin house. So really like light fixtures and where outlets were, it was just all ridiculous. So anyways, there's a, I can distinctly remember seeing a spot where like we had these weird bumpy, like popcorn type texture that you would see on the ceiling, but it was on the walls. Um, and I can remember like scrubbing a spot flat, um, because, because you were wearing down the texture. Yes, wearing the texture down. Um, and like like an eight-year-old kid with a cleaning bucket with solution in it and a rag, like just slop a crap load of water on <laughs> yeah, there. Yes, so like, like basically use just, a mop. Just scrubbing. Like there's <laughs> like, I mean, I don't know. I learned how to clean really well because of it. But man, my, my parents probably cleaned up more of the mess that I made cleaning than like me actually getting anything done. <laughs> yeah. um, Jesus would be disappointed. Yeah, well, probably. <laughs> He definitely would be pretty disappointed in me, but <laughs> that's for another, that's for another podcast. <laughs> we can do, we can have you back and we can talk about how disappointed Jesus would be in you now. So. Um, but anyway, so we get done cleaning and, and my, my, my number one drive would be to show up at your house and like, 
we would do breakfast and then we'd all clean up and like hammer out dishes from breakfast. And yep. then it'd be, all right, whatever you want to do, you can go do. Um, you got to be back by three or you have to call by three. And mm-hmm. so like all of us at the house, there were, there were 11 of us kids. Um, a lot of them were too young to leave, but all of a sudden the house would just like, poof, all the kids are gone. Yeah. And I, I knew where I was going. Yeah. I was going down to my aunt's house and we were going to, we we're going to go play with Chris. And yep. so I can remember showing up at your house. I can remember showing up at your house and you guys, like your mom would be just getting things going in the morning. Mm-hmm. Everybody would be quiet. Tika would be barking at me, like, <laughs> oh. doing her growl thing where yeah. it's like, Hey, Tika, shut up. Tika, like, you know yeah. me. Um, yeah, I miss that dog so much. Yeah, she no, was, she was she, she was, was great. a great dog. She was a wonderful <laughs> dog. Always growled at me. It's usually like, hey, everybody's asleep. Like, Fuck quit off. raising hell. Like, yeah, quit raising hell, asshole. I'm yeah. seventeen thousand years old. Yeah, I am older than dirt. <laughs> so, so you'd show up. I'd show up and I'd say, hey, is Chris up yet? And Kelly'd be like, no, and he hasn't done his chores yet. And so, I'd be like, okay, well, can I wake him up and can we get him done? And she'd like, you want to help him clean? I can remember her saying that. Like she would say that the first couple times and she, and then it'd be like, yeah, no, I do. She's like, well, you can go wake him up. And then yep. pancakes would happen. And mm-hmm. I would eat like a second breakfast where we would put down just like unreal amounts. Of Dude, do you stuff. remember that day? And I'm so glad you brought this up because this is like one of those memories that I have. I mean, one of the, yes, I already know. Yeah, I, I will never forget it. Like, yeah, yeah, you don't yeah, even no. have to say, I okay, know yeah. exactly what you're talking yeah. about. So, so something that my guest and I share is that we're best friends. And so it's like, we know exactly what each other are thinking most of the time. Um, we had this day. It was one of those same same type of days where you would you know show up, and it wasn't a sleepover day, at least from what I remember. No, was it? it wasn't. It I wasn't. just showed up. Okay, we so did. You... We played like, I think like back history to like how we were able to accomplish this. <laughs> we must have played like over the can Dude. till two in the morning. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So <laughs> I've I know I've already mentioned this before, and I'm going to get one of these soon. But I need like a sounding board to press a button and just be like contest dun, 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 yeah. and just like put context like and just jump yeah. into that really quick okay so over the can yeah <laughs> real quick we gotta describe this. okay so yeah. over the can is this game it's very similar to kick the can but there's no actual kicking of the can so here's basically the the the, the rules right so you have someone okay so you have a group of people it's usually what we call a night game mm-hmm. best played in the summer when it's still warm outside still warm up still warm outside and it's about maybe six you could start playing whenever you want obviously yeah. but like usually you start around 7 p.m yeah when it's super light as outside yep as it's it starts light and the game always finishes in the dark yep yep and where we lived and grew up um we live in this valley and we lived on the west side of that valley so the the sunset happened to us first mm-hmm. but it was still super light outside so there's yep. definitely like a twilight type mm-hmm. of yep. type of time and so uh, you would have this big group of people, typically all of our brothers and sisters and cousins. Yep. And um, and there's no limit on how many people can play. Yeah. No, absolutely not. No. The more people, definitely the better. Oh, yeah. For like, sure. Like when cousins would come up from out of town. Yep. Like an ungodly number would show up. All of a sudden, 25 people would get out of two big bands. <laughs> <laughs> and it'd be like dinner time and we eat this ridiculous spread that all the moms put out. And anyways, like more context there. We're going to talk about that. Yeah. Like we start playing this game where we would usually have, it was a five gallon bucket or mm-hmm. whatever the heck we could grab. A large rock. <laughs> yep. Uh, for the longest time, it was the stump. Yeah, yeah. The stump until the stump got unstumped. Yeah. Yeah. Until they got rid of the stump. And then now there's a huge rock there that oh, you really? wouldn't be able to, to yeah, play over the can be, with. Wouldn't, wouldn't be. 
Yeah. So anyway, so basically you get all these people into a large group and you all put a foot in mm-hmm. and you have usually the oldest sibling or whoever was like trying to get the game going would do eeny, meeny, miny, mo type of stuff. Yep. And in order to incorporate 25 plus kids, you couldn't go eeny, meeny, miny, mo, catch a tiger by the toe if you hollers let him go eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Because nope. that's not, there's not enough syllables. Yeah. <laughs> no. It's <laughs> so crazy, but there's really not. There's not enough syllables. So we would like come up with like little childhood play school or playground rhymes to kind of yeah, make sure that everyone gets accounted for saying some ridiculous stuff. because I can remember specifically, like if it didn't, if it ended up on someone and another person's foot got missed, that was a big deal. Yeah. It like, it was, it was, that was not okay because there was no chance if their foot didn't get touched, that means it there was, me. there was no chance that they could be it first. Yeah. So, so you had to make sure to do it got, again. Yeah, you yep. had to make sure to get it right. <laughs> I remember that. So, um, and so we would do the eeny, meeny, miny, mo thing plus whatever. It was yeah. like dirty, dirty dish rag on your big fat toe. You remember that yeah. one? Oh, yeah. And so we would basically try to come up with as many syllables that would fit the amount of yep. people that were playing. Yep. And whoever was it would then sit on the five-gallon bucket or the rock or the stump mm-hmm. and count to whatever it was. Yeah, we usually did like 45 because that was a pretty safe number where if a kid couldn't really count super high, they could at least make it to 20. Yep, and then and we then just they kind would, of like And then they would wait. make up things as they were counting, <laughs> and then they would like take their eyes out of their hands and look around and not see anyone. And then they decided. So as that person's counting little back context there, everybody, (laughs) yeah, everybody else is running frantically to hide. And now where we grew up, like everywhere was safe, you know, like everywhere is a safe place to hide. Like we're not talking about like, you know, a little teeny half acre piece of property, like in town somewhere where like Mm -mm. you don't want to go in the neighbor's yard. No, we're talking about like, there was probably 10 or 15 acres that we could have access to, but we pretty well stay contained in like, I would say like an immediate four, three or four, three or four. Okay. And what's amazing is that we had boundaries that encapsulated probably an acre and a half. Yeah. Like boundary wise, like if you, you, okay. Everyone just explodes once the person starts like talking mm-hmm. or starts counting rather. Yeah. Um, Cause they have their eyes closed and you don't want to, you know, obviously yeah. see where people are hiding. And so we would set boundaries of like, the fence at the school, yep. uh, that road, that road, this road, and yep. make sure that, you know, that you're whatever. inside there. Yeah. Yep. That you have to be inside those boundaries, but that those boundaries, those four lines would be, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, an yeah, anchor and a half, two, maybe sometimes even three acres, yeah. depending on which house we were playing at. Yep, exactly. And so then, then the object of the game is the seeker, the person that was counting has to go out and find these people. Um, and your goal is to not stay hidden. Your goal is as they're out looking around for people, you have to make it back to the can or the bucket or whatever, jump over it and say free. Mm-hmm. Usually the rule was no puppy guarding is what kids would say. But the person that's it doesn't want to leave their spot because they then. know it's going to come down to a race. Yep. And it always ended up in pushing and shoving. Mm-hmm. And it would just be this most ridiculous, like all of a sudden like, and like three people would make a run for it because they're hiding together. And like the person would say like, over the cannon, like you, 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 and you. And then all of a sudden, like they're looking back at the people that they got. And there's like six people that had jumped over the cannon. They only counted three of them because they didn't realize there were so many people that were <laughs> yeah. hiding in that spot. You know, dude, the team thing is so amazing because you and I teamed up instinct, oh, like yeah. instinctively every all single time. time. Yep. And <laughs> okay. So do you remember that one time we were playing? It was down at my house and it was nighttime and we had that floodlight. Yes. It was there, right? But it was no it wasn't the floodlight at our house. It was a floodlight here at grandma's house. Mm-hmm. 
um, and the floodlight shone light into the back of my house. So my grandma's house and my house yep. were, you know, roughly 120 yards apart, not even. And, um, and the floodlight at my grandma's place would shine into my backyard. And that was like kind of a sketchy place for us to hide because mm-hmm. there's light. Like you yep. don't want to be you found. You can't be there. Yeah. And so what, uh, <laughs> what me and my guests would do is that we would team up and Usually it was one of us two that was always last. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, it was a handful of us that knew how to play well. But yeah. um, it was like the game for us was not so much like getting free. It was getting to free. be the last it was to be one. The first one to, was like because inevitably what ends up happening is you have your seeker and everybody wants the game to move on to the next round. So then all of a sudden it turns in it goes from one person looking for twenty people it kind of turns into like 15 people looking for the last five. Yep. And that's where the challenge for us was, was like, we weren't always the oldest, but like th- this was our stomping grounds and yeah, no one, we... nobody <laughs> was going to beat us because yeah. we knew everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. We knew, th- we knew the landscape, especially if it was my house, we knew all mm-hmm. the best hiding spots. Oh yeah. But there was this one, mo- it was one time where we were playing and you had already gotten free mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, <laughs> one of the other guests that will be on the show for sure, uh, was the seeker. And, uh, I was out by our chicken coop and I had my hands on my knees in like kind of a crouching position. And he came oh. up and he's like, yeah, is that, no, it looks like Chris. It looks like Chris. And you're like, no, it's just a stump that kind of looks like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just no, that's just the stump that kind of looks like Chris. Yeah, it's the stump. That, and oh. then he totally bought it. And he yes. was like, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I totally okay. forgot and about it. And I stayed there frozen. I was like, come on, man. Don't oh, sell me Oh, my out. gosh. I cannot believe. Like, that just came back. No, it's just the stump that kind of looks like Chris. <laughs> yeah. That's not him. And to yeah. just have somebody, like, so vivid, like, oh. Oh, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you, were, you totally came through for me. And I was the last one that round, but I, that, yeah, just like, and I'm standing, I'm sitting or standing there hands down on my knees, kind of like, like a runner that would do like yeah. after they finished a race. Right. Yep. And I'm standing there. I'm like, t- I'm staring the per- the seeker straight in the face. Yeah. And it's like, there's the lamp, the floodlight and I'm very white. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm standing there just like, totally be able to see but like the way that the shadows played off of the yep. trees well and i think what what they what happened to that person is they were staring at you but the light was behind you and so they were like i mean you yeah. got you got some pretty serious night vision that's going on so when you walk into like underneath the floodlight that was back over by grandma's house you can't like it just messes with your eyes so you can yeah. see that well and with all the trees and branches and shadows and stuff yeah yeah, oh, yeah. so i was standing there just <laughs> That's just come on, come on, a stump that looks come on, like Chris. Like, it's like, no, that's just a stump that looks like him. <laughs> the, <laughs> and the like just the, like the oh. perfect like ten year old like, duh, it's not him. <laughs> like, well, what is it? It's the uh, stump that looks like him. I don't know. But he's over here. Yeah, no, I think he might. Be, I think I heard footsteps over here. Yeah, dude, oh, and the man. level of distractions, dude. Oh yeah, you like grab pine cones I can remember rocks. like having like big rocks. Like mm-hmm. running with big rocks in my pouch pot, like blowing out every single hoodie that I had because <laughs> the of the, kangaroo like, pouch. The, the kangaroo pouch because we're carrying so much shit in there to like throw yeah. so that people look the other way and then we run. Yeah. So you uh, would like have just uh, fistfuls of rocks yep. that you would carry, that you would carry around. Mm-hmm. And if the seeker is coming towards your hiding spot and they're not able to see you like 
full on huck, a, just yeah. a, a stone, right? And you would just pray that it would hit a tree trunk. Yeah. Because that's a really like. Yeah. Well, you're pretty likely to hit one here. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're I everywhere. mean, yeah, we live in a forest, but like you would throw it and then you just hear that very familiar like. Kunk. Yeah. And and then the person would like, oh, what? Yeah. And especially if the if the seeker was inexperienced, they would think that it was somebody there. Oh, but always. once you got an experienced yeah. uh, seeker, then you'd be like, someone just barely threw a rock at a tree. Yep. Where's that rock coming from? Yep. Oh, exactly. <laughs> or they would fake like they thought that they were, they would act like they're going to investigate where the noise was, all the while keeping like a keen eye out for any type of legitimate <laughs> movement. Dude. And like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like those types of games were so fun. I remember one time we played um, you weren't there for this actually. It was the day of uh, my grandma's funeral mm. um, when all of the Jessup side, because um, that yeah, was kind that of was, the that thing was, that we always played, right? Yeah, that was yeah. Well, that was that was a lot older. Like, yeah, I was yeah. I was in my twenties. Like, yeah, I I I think I might have not even been living in Montana at the time. Yeah, I don't think you were. And so we played, and it was kind of a tradition, you know, for you know our family, like your and my mutual family, mm-hmm. but also my family on my dad's side oh, yeah. of. Uh, of playing with all the grandkids and stuff because there's a slew of them as well. Yep. And we always played at grandma's house and, um, you know, to kind of keep a little bit of a, an honor slash remembrance slash nostalgic, yeah. you know, trip down memory lane. Well, it's just, and it's honestly, it's in my opinion, it's one of the best ways to cope is to do something yeah. that's normal. Yeah. And so we had just barely finished up our grandmother's funeral. Mm-hmm. And so all of us, all of us were oh, playing. Every so single grandkid was playing, I think, except for two. We were all playing. And so you know how we have those canoes out by our shed? Mm-hmm. Okay, dude. So, uh, Tho and, uh, <laughs> and his, and our cousin, so Tho is my cousin. And Tho and, um, his little, his little sister was it. And oh, okay. she was the youngest out of all of us that was able to play. Uh-huh. And so Got she it. was it. And we did the whole like eeny, meeny, miny, mo thing with curly, everybody. Curly top, right? Yep, yep, Is yep. The cousin you're talking about. Yep. Okay, and so it. we went all the way around, all the way. And it and we were completely fair. We didn't miss a foot. Yep. And it just landed on her. And we were like, this is the greatest. Yes, like this kid's you're like. you're going to suck. <laughs> yeah, this kid's we're like not even, not even 10 years old. And all of us are in our 20s. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and so Tho and uh, a, a few of our, the other cousins did the whole like put the canoe upside down over their heads uh-huh. and like scrunch down and like <laughs> waited for her to like walk away and like pop back up and like waddle 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 and they're like oh i think i can see her <laughs> and they like hop back pop down. down and it got to the point where she was looking at the canoe moving <laughs> with feet underneath it <laughs> and we're like dude go around the canoe like flip it over like they're right there and she's like i don't know who it is yet <laughs> and i gotta i gotta be able to run back i gotta stay yeah. close to the cans so i can see their name <laughs> and get so, them out and so they're scooching along and there's this 16 foot orange canoe yeah <laughs> It's <laughs> right next to this five-gallon bucket in a lawn. Yeah. And this little 10-year-old kid is, like, trying to figure out who's, like, underneath, who's underneath there. We don't know. Oh, that's so awesome. <laughs> it was amazing. So, anyways, back to the original part of the story we were talking about. <laughs> we would play these games till super, super late. Yeah. And then, and like, to the point where, like, you're, like, drop-dead tired because mm-hmm. you're basically racing each other all night. You go to bed and you wake up in the morning. And I think that when, when this particular, like, morning happened, we must have been, like, I don't know, like, 
12 or 13 years old yeah. at the time. Like, yeah, so we were puberty, on the... puberty was like starting to happen. We were, we were on the like cusp. crazy. Yep, yep, yep. Life was about to change. <laughs> so, change forever. Um, change yeah. forever. Yeah. <laughs> forever. Um, yeah, we we played over the can until, yeah, ungodly early in the morning. And the next day, my dad, the breakfast king. Oh, my goodness. Um, pancake lord. Yeah, he made too much pancake batter accidentally like like w- way, way too, too much, much pancake <laughs> yeah. batter. he he had way too much and he was like well i got these two prepubescent boys that are just starving <laughs> and you had already eaten breakfast yeah and you came down yep and then <laughs> we sat down and i remember the alternation do you remember it i would have one so yep. my dad was able the skillet size was mm-hmm. only able to have three Yep. Right? So I had one pancake and you had two. Mm-hmm. And then the next round, yep, we I would have two and you would have one. Yep. Yep. Do you remember how many we eat or we ate each? Dude, I can't remember the exact number, but I, I feel remember. like, oh my God, you're going to make me feel like an idiot when I say this. Okay. I feel like we were like close to like, like, dude, I, f- I honestly feel like we were around the twenties. What were we at? We each had 34. Oh, my God. <laughs> and these pancakes were not like yeah. small little damn yeah, so dime-sized McGriddle type of yeah, stuff you get no, McDonald's. They were, they were like plate-sized. Yeah, no, well, not full plate-sized, yeah. but I would say they were, they were what, maybe six and a half inches in diameter? Yeah. No, yeah. they were they were good-sized pancakes, and they started off pretty big. Um, and then I can remember them like getting smaller, and your dad was like – like we called your dad out for it mm-hmm. because it was like, hey – what number are we at? And your dad was keeping track for us. And we were also keeping track. And it was like, <laughs> he's like, you guys are at whatever the heck. And then like the next batch came out and we we're like, these are tiny. He's like, I want to see how high you guys can get. And I was like, yeah, but it doesn't count if they're little. <laughs> and he was just like, he was just like, all right. Yeah, <laughs> and then, and then just, just made them big. Yeah. I can remember him saying to us, like, I have this, like, as we're getting full and like we, we had been getting full for a while. And it was to the point where like, we were both looking at each other and it was like, we were hitting the wall. We were and, both like, oh, so much insulin is yeah. getting pumped by my stomach. Oh, my goodness. And yeah. then your dad your dad looked at us and he was like, you guys, I have this much pancake batter left. You cannot get up <laughs> until this is done. And we were he like, didn't let us leave. Yeah, and it was like – and it wasn't like this evil twist. No, no, thing, no, no, no. But, but w- the way that he said it was a perfect thing to say to guys like us because he was like, if you guys can't do this, like you may as well just be sissies or something like that. And that was like, if you ever want – like especially me, <laughs> Chris got me to do so much shit because because it was it was literally just like, dude, if you if you don't do this, you're you come on, man. you're just you're just bitch. Well, or yeah. es- essentially, yeah. I mean, that's definitely something that I think is transcendent with a lot of dudes. Is like, oh yeah, you know. Yeah. Like no balls, right? Yeah. No. Oh, dude, you're such a pansy. You can't do this. But this would be yeah. over like. Some of the most ridiculous stuff where a normal kid would be like, no, I'm not putting mustard on this next bite of my ice cream. Or <laughs> or like, no, like I'm not eating a whole handful of grasshoppers. Like a normal kid would say something like that. And then Chris would come up to me and be like, dude, look at all these. Dude, come on. A handful of grasshoppers. Because we were supposed to catch all those grasshoppers to go fishing yes. up at Sam's Pond. Yes. Well, no, it wasn't at. At the other pond, the green pond. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yep. Okay, yeah. That's where all the fish were when yep. we were younger. Yep, when um, we were younger. <laughs> so so we, we have, like, this Ziploc bag that's full of them. And Chris tells me, like, like we're just talking, like, why why are fish eating these? Like, 
And so I say, well, because they taste good. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I remember that. Dude. And so he's like, whatever. Just because you ate a couple grasshoppers and got paid for them doesn't mean you like them. And I'm like, whatever, dude. I love them. They're, they're, they're great. Eat and, this whole bag. And I said, we had, it was a small sandwich bag. Yeah. That like, was probably reused. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we probably found it. Yeah. And like, <laughs> just on the side of the road or something like that. Well, it was probably like sitting next to a garbage can at one of our houses. Yeah. Know, yeah. So like something that just got missed. So we were wanting to make sure that we can catch all the fish out of this stupid, tiny little green pond. Mm-hmm. And we caught all those grasshoppers. And I remember saying that to you. I was like, right. oh, if they, okay, <laughs> no, no. And I was like, I, I think I could probably do it. He could probably do this. Yeah. And then I was like, I just want to see if he does. Yeah, that's and exactly what happened. Because you were you were just a year older than me, yeah. and for whatever reason, like you were able to just get me to do the most ridiculous shit all the time. And you dude. and be like, no, actually, I don't, I don't want to, man. I don't. Well, if you don't do it, then dude, you're a pansy. Yep. You said would, you'd, you'd say you'd, you said you'd do it. You know, I was a real, I was a real <laughs> asshole. Well, you were just the <laughs> ultimate instigator. <laughs> yeah. Like we'd come up with these ideas, and then like we'd both kind of back down and then you'd be like, no, but we really want to do this. Like, and then not talking about the grasshopper thing. Like, like as we got into our teenage years, like yep. uh, we really want to like <laughs> go up camping on the mountain. We're going camping on the mountain, staying at uh, Chris's lean to. Mm-hmm. And then the, the wise idea of like, dude, let's go streaking. Oh dude. You want to do that one? Oh, you want to do that story? Absolutely. All right, okay. let's fucking do it. Okay. <laughs> so, so- <laughs> it's so funny. Okay, so I know that this gets like repetitive, but acknowledging how, I mean, we haven't seen each other in almost how long? I don't know. It's like been. two months, maybe. Yeah, right about. So, regardless of whenever or however long we spend apart, being able to dip into these stories and know exactly which moments yeah. they are, I mean, just kind of speaks to like how close we were when we were kids. But uh, there's this place on the mountain in which, or next. To, or next to the town where we grew up, um, there's this place called Chris's Lean To. It is not my Lean To. Different, different it, Chris. It, different Chris. And it was a very popular camping spot for all the kids in the community. Um, it was well built. <laughs> yeah. It was stood the test of time. It stood the test of time until just most recently. Yeah. Did you hear about that? No. I well, I've, I've heard it's not there anymore. But no, it I heard it got, burned. Oh no way! Dude, Someone, I think so. I think I could. I might be wrong about that. I would be surprised if it got burnt. I would be surprised if it didn't get burnt in the way that we're thinking. Like I'm sure that somebody built a fire mm-hmm. right next to it, slash inside of it to yep. stay warm, mm-hmm. and, and and just got out of hand. Probably stoked it up at night and it yep. got out of hand. Yeah. yeah. So it was actually like the helicopters came in. Oh no! Because there was a the column of smoke, man. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, I don't doubt it because there's so much. Sh- on that lean to like t- old tarps <laughs> yeah old tarps and garbage and, and, yeah and pine needles and of... it's a it's just a tinderbox it was oh, yeah it, it absolutely it, was not like a safe thing but as far as like getting out of the rain like it, it would yeah, keep you dry oh, absolutely yeah there's oh, been we, no been, numerous nights where i slept there oh gnarly nights yeah yeah where things got super crazy and, and the weather was harsh but at any rate so there's this place right where we went camping and and we went up there one time and it was a very routine for, for us to go up there and just go camping because we were on the mountain like all the time. Oh yeah. I, all I mean, the constant, time. Constant, constantly. Like, like it, it, during the summer specifically, if we weren't at Sam's pond, we were on the mountain or we were like riding our bike somewhere. Yes. Yeah. It was one of those three basic things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this mountain and this, this lean to 
was built by one of the older guys in the community, I think. And, and like I said, very well built nails. Yep. They used nails. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like used a chainsaw to measure out. You know, it wasn't oh, yeah. like some sort of, you know. Rinky dink teenage thing. No, like, it was a well, fortress. Yeah, it was, it was, it was really well done. So like we ended up going up on this spot like pretty routinely. And like as we very first got there, we're like, oh, let's go run around naked because that's fun to do. And mm-hmm. then we learned pretty quickly like you can't do this without shoes on and actually no. expect to run anywhere. No, definitely not. So we I mean, changed. we were we were birthday suit naked. Oh, yeah. All, oh, no yeah. shoes, no socks. Yep, we did that. Stark Raven. We did that <laughs> lots of times. And then we realized like we're not really that cool because no one's up here around us. And like we're not really getting away with anything crazy. Like, let's put some shoes on and go somewhere. So we went from Chris's lean-to, which is how far up the mountain do you think it was? Um, I don't know. It, like from, from my house. From, where, from your house, Chris's lean-to is probably three miles at the very most. I don't away. even think it's that long. Yeah. I think it would be way shorter than that because, like, it's well, not how, even that far up the mountain, you know? Like, no. the way that we took – it was no. very direct because oh, we basically were the like, there's no, possible. yeah, there's no trail. There's, you just, you just go there. You just walk up the mountain. Yeah. So it was, it was maybe a mile and a half at the most, in my opinion, at really? least I would have to, I would need it. Cause I'm just thinking about like going from your house up the barn road, um, up around the corner, um, past those houses that are right next to the pond. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's, that's only at the most three quarters of a mile. And that's mm-hmm. the longest distance almost. Yeah. So you were able okay. to basically yeah, see right. it from the pond too. So, yeah. um, it was right above it, but yeah, you can see the pond from the lean to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and so we would go up there and we were streaking. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> so stupid. Um, because it was like, Oh man, wow. It was ah, real Lord so, of the Flies. It was so liberating. It was so liberating as a kid, like to grow up the way that we did, like it was, it was pretty sheltered and like, I mean, you were able, like, <laughs> like you're supposed to be modest all the time and you're supposed to like, like a guy with his shirt off isn't really a big deal. But if a guy, like I can remember being a kid growing up, like being really uncomfortable with my shorts came up like past mid thigh. Mm-hmm. Like, like there's, there's the awkward like years that little kids go through. Um, when they don't want to like, Oh man, like I got stuff up there that needs to stay covered up. No, but I can, I can remember like, like feeling that it was immoral or wrong. Yep. I remember that. Um, and so like, as we're getting into our teenage years, like to go streaking was like this super rebellious act. Yeah. It was very like, like the, the word liberating doesn't do it justice. Yeah. It was, it was, yeah, it was awesome. So we decide as we're streaking around, we see the pond and like, dude, we, we just, like, look, look, just we, look. we honestly like I remember sitting. We weren't naked at that time. We no, were like we were standing there, like, and we had like we had already eaten our smack ramen, smack ramen, <laughs> smack ramen. Um, yeah, we had already eaten our ramen and, <laughs> and blown up a couple cans of, of chili food or, or whatever, whatever yeah. we brought. Just yeah, we we're like to see something go. <laughs> so something that we did as well is like we would bring just cans of Nally chili. Yeah, or or whatever, or like apple pie filling or cherry pie filling. Yep, or, and it was a sealed tin can yeah. and when you put that onto a fire, when you don't have any sort of ventilation for it, yep. it turns into open, a bomb. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not a big crazy bomb, but they go boom. Yeah. Yeah. They, and it was fun. Yeah. And it was awesome. And so we did that like maybe or two or three cans and we're like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, it's already evening time ish. Yep. Like that twilight time that yep. we, we mentioned earlier. And we like look at the pond, which was, I mean, we can have a whole podcast about pond stories, oh, yeah. but um, like, looked at the pond, looked at each other and we didn't have to say anything. Nope. It was just like, 
Yep, right. it's okay. gonna happen. So we just went back to the <laughs> to the lean to, yep. shucked off our shirt, pants, underwear, tidy whities yeah. <laughs> kept and, our shoes on, and yep, shoes back on, and trucked it down to the pond. Yep, <laughs> I can specifically remember getting there. And so the way this pond was set up is like no, like the beach had like no cover or anything like that. Nope. But on the other side, there's the beach side. We called it the beach side. It was like, it was not a beach, not a beach. Yeah, it was not, it was a, it was a pond up in a, up in a mountain, up in the <laughs> mountains. Like it was, anyways. So, and then on the other side of it, there are these willows. So we, we run around the pond to the other side where the willows are and we ditch our shoes and socks. Um, and we go swimming in the pond. And like we had to swim across and back and like, it's cold, it's nighttime, but like, we're both really good swimmers. Yep. Um, it's totally not a big deal. Chris was always a faster swimmer than me. So Chris, <laughs> Chris gets across the pond. He stands up naked. He like runs onto the beach, like does like a naked little kid jig. Runs back, <laughs> And I'm like still swimming and I get out, I do my jig and I come back. And as we're swimming back, we're almost back to the willows where we're like thinking like, okay, that was refreshing. We're cold now. Yep. We got to go back up there and back on, get back up um, and warm up. And then eventually, you know, we're going to talk about whatever and fall asleep. And as we're getting to the other side, all of a sudden these headlights come and Chris is like to the point where he can stand up out of the water. Yep. Um, I remember that. And Chris, (laughs) Chris is like standing up and... I'm still swimming along and Chris like ducks down real quick and like to where all that can be seen is like his nose barely over and his eyes, you know, and he had had long hair, not long hair, but hair at the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Don't have any hair anymore. Nope. No more hair. (laughs) Um, But uh, so he's there and I'm like, I go from like swimming frantically fast to like turbo mode, realized I'm splashing. And so I stop and I just like start really quietly like treading water over and I, and I get close to close to Chris. And as we're there, like we hear all this, like, this eruption of like giggling, like girl giggling, not yeah, dude. Like guy giggling, Ugh. girl giggling. The lights go off and they're, they're like in the car and the car's like bumping around like crazy. And then the, this group of girls, I think there were five of them get out of the mm-hmm. car and we can tell because of where we grew up, like there's not a whole lot of genetic diversity <laughs> as far as like the color of people's skin. We're all very white people. <laughs> and so like there's enough um, ambient light around that we can like it's dark at this point. We can't see anything really, but we can tell that these girls are naked. <laughs> and oh, so we're like, and OK, so I want to I want to touch on something really quick, too very confusing oh yeah <laughs> so oh, and man. for context too we have no clothes at this point no no we have there's socks nothing, and shoes there's and nothing that it. we can put on yeah we are screwed <laughs> yeah we are completely naked and our shoes and socks are, are on, on the, the shore yeah no oh, the beach yeah they're on the hit, shore they're like tucked into the, the willows yeah, yeah. so oh, we have five different girls <laughs> all of which i am related to not you but yep. <laughs> So and then and like, we know that they're naked and yeah. it's just like your oh, brain yeah. short circuits. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, not a, not only does like any normal twelve year old boy's brain short circuits, but like growing up the way we did, like anything that had, I mean, like anything that had anything to do with sex was like anything that was suggestive yes, or, or yeah anything like yep. that was an absolute no no. Like this super taboo. Like you didn't even really talk about it. Like yeah. Like we would talk about it 
up at the lean-to. <laughs> when we like, checked first yes. to make sure oh, no yeah, one was to there. to make sure that no one was there so that we wouldn't get in trouble. Absolutely. Dude, I remember sitting up there and like the conversation was like going to that spot. We both wanted to like yep. just talk like, about boobs. Yeah, something. talk about boobs and butts or whatever. Yep. But like good looking girls. Yeah, yeah. And like I remember feeling like excited by the concept of talking to that to with you in the way that you would be like a sounding board and yeah. almost like validation. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then I'm like feeling kind of this way. Like I want to talk about this, but yeah, growing up, like we so had to sheltered. It wasn't okay. We had to like do I the head re- swivel yeah, I to make remember. sure that there was no one else coming yeah. up behind us. Yes, absolutely. And be- and part of that had to do with the fact that like this lean to that we were staying at was an extremely popular spot. And it was so, very popular. So like it spot. was, it was not an, uh, like it was a pretty, common occurrence for us to be there like it to be dark and like some people show up like hiking in with headlamps yep and they're yeah. like oh someone's already taking it yep. that's stupid yeah or they'd take off or it'd be like oh man you guys are here sweet like and then we would all camp out together. we got chili let's blow it up and they'd be like yeah. we're kind of hungry like ah, we really <laughs> want to blow this up though <laughs> <laughs> so we i i'm nose yeah only uh, yeah. or nose the top half of my head is above the water and that's it yeah you're like stealth swimming yeah as quietly as possible and like luckily like they're not checking out the pond um but they're up there to do the exact same thing that we are Good go, go skinny, skinny dipping yeah and so we're there like have absolutely no idea like what we're gonna do like in my head they were never gonna leave they were gonna sleep there because it wasn't uncommon for us to sleep at the pond like no. how are we gonna how are we going to get away from them? Um, and so we ended up um, just sitting there and they did their thing. They like came in and they splashed around. I can remember being absolutely mortified because they started swimming towards us. Mm-hmm. This pond is not big. This it's pond not. is, this pond is tiny. Like, like a grown man can throw a rock almost all the way across it. Like, like I can honestly think from like where they were swimming to where we were, I could 100% throw a rock from, where they were to without be. a lot of effort yeah no, yeah it's right. a very small pond yep it's maybe how so it's maybe i mean i know it's kind of it's it's pond shape obviously so it's not completely square or circle or circular rather um but i would say it's maybe at its widest point maybe 200 yards across because it's 200 yards shape. not even 200 yards dude, dude I, don't, I haven't been there in forever okay dude it's not even 200 yards at all is it i was <laughs> no. a little kid when i was there all the time so I can't yeah definitely it's like seemed bigger but it was definitely not 200 yards it was definitely okay. like okay. it was it was probably yeah 200 yards <laughs> no. <laughs> now i feel like an idiot because i'm yeah. starting to think like yeah. distances now i'm like yeah. okay, okay no it's, there's no way i was swimming 200, 200 yards, yards. As a kid. no 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 it was it was very it was very much smaller than that uh it was at its widest it was maybe 45 yards yeah not I'm even not I, even then you're right you're right I might even be exaggerating to be honest. Like, no, but I also haven't been there in a long time either. So we would probably just like go up there and be like, dude, this is like 15 yards. (laughs) No, I hope not. No. Um, so we are on one side close to the willows and they are at the quote unquote beach Mm -hmm. and they're splashing around and everything, but we did not want to get caught. Oh, that was way. Okay. So here's something that's interesting. We, we're so terrified of getting caught Mm -hmm. that that trumped, our guilt of watching naked girls go swimming. Oh yeah. That trumped that trumped even like your your biological boy like wanting to see something. Yeah. Like like I can remember like wanting to see and like thinking like wow I, I could get a better angle. They don't know I'm here. I could swim closer, but being so afraid because like these were girls that were older than we were. Yeah. Like I think significantly the youngest, older. I think the girl that was closest to our age, um no 
I think the youngest girl was your age, and then mm-hmm. all of her s- cousins and sisters. And it was like, like, unfortunately for you, like <laughs> looking back for me, I was like, wow, what a bummer, what an d- awesome opportunity that I like missed out on. Like, <laughs> oh my god, what a, what a bummer, dude. Bunch of good looking girls, but dude, yeah, I, it was... I just couldn't even like. There was no way that like most teenage boys would like young teen. Like I'm talking like we were what 13? 13, 14. yeah, thirteen, fourteen. Um, yeah. girls had already been interesting for a while yeah, for both girls, of us. Yeah. But it was not like something that we could, like we could act on because we were so worried. Like we're going to get labeled as perverts. Yep. But we were there first. The problem is, is like, I mean, <laughs> it doesn't matter if you were there first naked, you were sitting there watching them swim. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole issue. So we were like in a very, we were stuck. We were stuck between a rock and a hard place. Yeah, but it wasn't that hard. It was more it was small. More, it was more cold. It was more. Hard. It was more cold than hard. <laughs> but <laughs> um, yeah, man, it was so so, so they scary. End up, they end up splashing around, and honestly, like these skinny dipping jaunts typically do not last long at all. Like it's at at the very minutes. most, yeah, at the very most, you're ten minutes, and it's because one person gets in quick and then is out, and then like everybody else in the group kind of takes a long time to get there. They stand there naked on the beach for a little while. And then they they start to shiver and get cold. Yep. Yep. And then either they get in or they don't. Yep. You and I had this thing down pretty, pretty, pretty well. We would, we would like get there. We'd like, we're swimming across the pond. And then we'd be back. (laughs) And then like, we'd go to the, the, the cylinder. We called it the dock, but it was not a dock. No, it was like a filters. Well, yeah, it's where the, it's where the water would come out um, for people. Oh yeah. That's right. For irrigation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so we would, uh, um, we would jump off that a couple times, like do a backflip or two, and then um, go, and then we go home. And so, like for or back us, up to the lean to on yeah, that not, specific not one. Home, yeah, yeah. On, on that night it would be a lean to. And so we had already done our routine. Um, we had already had our fun. Yeah, we were on it our was, way out. Yep. When they showed up, and so now we're there, and because they had such a big group, it kind of took a while. So it's like maybe ten or fifteen minutes of us just like freaking cold in the water and then they go to leave and once they leave we're still so mortified that we'd get caught that we stayed in the water for like another 10 minutes <laughs> because because we were afraid so yeah and it's like two o'clock in the morning or something yeah. like that because it was like i can remember on that adventure like we did not leave until it was dark yep because we were so busy blowing up cans or what, what did we do before? I think we were shooting BB guns or something. Yeah, we, we just whatever sort of mischief yeah. we could get up to. Yeah, you we know, were doing... grabbing a, a stick and pretending that all the lupins were orcs or yep. something like that. Yeah, early balsam root just sounded so good when you'd smack it with a stick. It did. Downhill. It really did. Um, so, <laughs> anyways, we stay there until like we can't handle it anymore, and all of our our boyhood is like inside of our bodies because it's so cold <laughs> can't call it manhood yet because because nope. we weren't oh, no 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 <laughs> yeah but uh so we end up um we end up growing the balls to get out of the water <laughs> and then it was like as quick as we could like i i can remember leaving my socks like, you left your I socks just, that time? Just, oh, that's right. I stomped my feet into my shoes and took the fuck off. Like, I was not waiting. <laughs> Dude, we, I've never gone up the mountain that fast before. Yeah, and we were so cold, too. I can remember yeah. being so cold. Because this was like, this was like early springtime. Like, when it was like, to go skinny dipping. Because skinny dipping, like, the adventures in the summertime when the weather was super warm, where it's like, yeah, this is this cool thing. But so many people swim here later on that no one wants to kind of get labeled as like someone that swims naked. So we would, 
we would end up for the record we still go skinny dipping yeah oh yeah absolutely yeah, you still have yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's one of those things you just got to do for those of you who are listening that have never skinny dipped before please do it um if you can find a way to do it yep you have to it's it's i mean i i mean we we talk and reminisce and and we're both you know having beers right now and yep. everything too and like i do want to have a serious note to this that like it's so stupid that I have a serious note about skinny dipping. Yeah. No, but seriously, <laughs> but seriously it's such a it, good feeling. It's an like, amazing experience if you've never done it before, especially if you're like in your, you know, if you're past, you know, 16, 17, and if you've never done that before. Yep. Oh, it's fun. It's it's very, I mean, it's the only thing that you can even experience as a human being that is as close you can get to being in utero. Right? <laughs> right? Yeah. No, seriously. So now part of what makes it so much fun is doing it. And I would, I would suggest like the caveat, like do it in like in a brisk setting. Yes. Cold is good. Uh-huh. Warm is funnest, but yep. cold is cold best. is cold. Cold is a good first skinny dipping experience. Yeah. Um, not too cold. Cause you don't want to get turned off to yeah. it. Yeah. No, not, not like a, not, not like go out there and make yourself miserable. Like that's, that's for the experienced skinny dipper. Mm-hmm. I'm talking like, that's when you've done it a few times mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, it's winter time. Time yep. to break the ice in I'm, the river. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yep. Been there. Done that. <laughs> Um, but no, this is like, if you can get to a river in like late summer at nighttime when like it's starting to get chilly in the evening, like right now, yeah, like, like a fall, fishing like, access or something exactly, like that. Yeah. yeah. Find a good spot to do it. No, it's great. It's super awesome. It's so much fun. Dude. You remember jumping off the bridge naked? Yes. Dude. <laughs> that, you know, what's like, like you get in a lot of trouble now if you jump off that bridge. Oh no. Now it's, yeah, it's definitely like, illegal because well, of what happened that, with that accident. Yeah. yeah. That kid died out that's there. That's real I sad. No who, that's yeah. Oh man, I think about all the time that we spent there. Are you kidding me? Dude, you know there's no we way that we shouldn't have been smacked by a truck. Dude, there's so many so many so many times we should have died. <laughs> we Dude. could have a podcast about close close <sighs> encounters. Close encounters of the death kind, man. Yeah, we, yeah not yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think of one Okay, so we can finish the story about. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so we we hoof it back up the mountain to like back to Chris's lean to, mm-hmm. and like there was embers, but we stoked the fire nice and big because yeah. there's no shortage of fuel up there. Oh yeah, it's all so. And another thing that's also extremely primitive, if you want to get into it, is like the fact of like standing around a fire. Oh yeah. That's raging. It's the flames are as tall as you are, mm-hmm. so they're like five and a half foot flames. Yep. And you're naked. Out in the woods, stars Roasting above you. one side of your body at a time. Yep, and you're just like rotisserie chicken, you know. Uh, <laughs> like, it's such an awesome feeling. Like, you're able to kind of just sit out there and just be so, like, I don't I don't know how to describe it. It's, it's just, so, so great. Yeah. No, it's just it's just a good feeling. Yeah, know what real to... primitive. Gets right back into your lizard brain, you know. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So do you remember, um, because I, we were talking about the mountain, I just started thinking about the mountain stuff, caves. Oh my goodness. Staying in the, the caves. Those, those are the times that I think of when we almost died. Climbing up those cliffs. Yep. And oh my goodness. There were so, and like rolling rocks. <laughs> oh my God. Well. The size of some of the boulders we would send off the edges of those things. Those and how, are the times. And how, and how like the whole hillside would like move a little mm-hmm. bit when those you would big feel rocks it hit gone. yes so it, on this mountain it's it's the rocky mountains right it's the bitter range um and it's very um 
very wooded and everything mm-hmm. else, especially in the canyons. Mm-hmm. Um, but once you get up on top of the mountains themselves, because of the fire that happened in 2000, yep. it's pretty barren. Like it's very skeletal. It's definitely coming back. Yeah. You know, this oh, is, yeah. you know, 20 years removed now, but so it's, it, the life is coming back to the mountain. Yeah. But when we were little kids, it was only like seven years after, after. the fire. So was everything was like huge hot damn fire that like nothing like it was. I mean, yeah. it was the biggest fire in the country at that time. Yeah. Yeah, and that was you guys moved here right after. Right after. That's right. right. After the fire. Yeah. Right, like, like I can like it was still so smoky. Mm-hmm. People were moving back into their houses. That's right. As we were moving in. That's right. Yep. Yeah. No, this fire was. I mean, we had to get evacuated. I remember the whole the whole community. Mm-hmm. The whole community was evacuated. At least from what I can remember. I mean, there's might be a few people that yeah. stayed in their homes and stuff, especially if they lived a little bit further east, mm-hmm. down in the in the gullies and stuff. Mm-hmm. But even then, like, why would you? Like, it was I would such Are a... Are you kidding me? With, I mean, you can look out this window. It's dark, but you can yeah. look out this window right now. And, like, and you can see where it stopped. Yeah. And it's like right next to a house. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. unreal. And we, did, we were fortunate enough not to lose any houses in that fire, at mm-hmm. least in our community. But um, we we were very fortunate to not have you know mass casualties because it was... I remember standing at the end of this driveway out here um, outside of my grandma's and kissing the ground goodbye, literally, like quite literally, like yeah. leaning down and being like, I love my home, time to say goodbye. And I'm like seven or yeah, eight, yeah I'm seven years old. Yeah. And, you know, we saw the fire crest the top of the mountain and we just sat there and we're like just looking at it, just gawking. That, oh, and we went to, no. s- and we started packing that night and we left. That's so crazy. Yeah. That is so unreal. Like I could not. Could you imagine being our parents to that? Especially like, dude, how young? Like, like how young everyone was young. How young your mom and dad were, and yeah. they had two kids, mm-hmm. brand new, living in mom's basement. They had three kids. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that's right. You had three kids. No, four kids. Or no, 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 three. It was three because then little brother was born yep. right during or after. after mom was pregnant. Just, just after. Yeah. Because, okay, so no, my mom's no, pregnant with her fourth kid. I don't I don't think she was pregnant yet. I don't know. We'd have to ask her, but I don't think so because my my youngest brother was born while after I had moved here. And he's younger than my younger brother by a couple months, right? No, a by year? a year. Is it a full year? I think so. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so that makes sense then. So yeah, my mom was either <laughs> pregnant. either pregnant or, or just brand new brand new baby. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Just either pregnant or, or brand new baby. Yeah, she was Cause, just cause about it was to both. Be <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was. She was also. She was a week into her pregnancy, and she had a new baby at the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. So she was a brand new, either pregnant or a brand new mom, and then having, you know, me and my two sisters, who the oldest of us was eight. Yeah. And then when I think about your family moving up here, and all of the other families that were in the community too, like the bulk of the of the kids that were around we're all like under the age of 16, 17. Yeah. I mean, there are, there are kids that are older than that too, but yeah, a, lot, yeah, yeah. a lot of the times, like the kids that are at that age that grew up in this community are out and about working and stuff. You know, mm-hmm. they're like out in North Dakota or at that time it would have been down in Utah mm-hmm. or something like that, like out somewhere. And living their lives really, and yep, stuff. So they're grown lives, adults. Yep. And so when you have the context of like our parents. Um, well, how old were your mom and dad at that time, do you think? Um, My mom was... 29 and my dad was third no my dad was 29 and my mom was 28 yeah could you imagine being like two years older than you are right now with two kids three kids three kids sorry with one on the way one on the way watching a fire crest the hill dude and then being like holy fucking shit except they wouldn't have said that they would have been like 
Holy freaking shoot. Oh my gully gully goodness. Oh my oh my heck. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it meant. Oh my heck. That's um, exactly what it would have said. It would have they would have But like yeah, and so basically all of that being said, the mountain in which we lived next to mm-hmm. was barren, skeletal. You yeah. Know, stark black trunks. Yeah. I can remember painting our bodies with those no. like painting ourselves black with that. It's Why did we do that? Natural camo. Oh yeah, because we thought we were survivalists. Yep. <laughs> I mean, we were to some degree, maybe. I mean, I more would than hon- most kids. I at would. That age. I would honestly, honestly say I would take anybody. Like, if I had to go into like, not I don't want to say like post-apocalyptic, but if I had to like get picked up with what I have on me right now and dropped off, and if I could pick five people to go do it with, I would one hundred percent pick. Boys from Troop 99 that were in the Trapper Patrol. <laughs> like, I'm not kidding. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm 100% serious. Yeah, man. Because like, yeah, we... I know that we could work together mm-hmm. and not just work together, like the Boy Scout work together aspect, but I, I know that all of those kids possess the skills it takes to live in the woods with nothing but what they have on them. Literally, like the clothes and the pocket knife they have and maybe, yeah. you know, probably the lighter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then either make it out of there or survive for like you live for a month, you get a million dollars. Who's your team? Oh, me? Yeah. If I had a million dollar month yeah. in the woods, I'd pick you. I'd pick my dad. I'd pick Trevor, my brother-in-law. Um, I see. That's a really interesting question because I actually like lived in the woods yeah, for so, a long so time. So you're in a different spot than I am. Yeah. Because, cause so, I didn't, I didn't go live the scene that you did. Yeah. So my old job working in the woods, like, you know, in wilderness therapy, like I would probably pick, um, one of my best friends, Jack, um, and my other friend, Dan. So that's five. Yeah. So you, my dad and brother-in-law, Jack and Dan. Mm-hmm. And so it would be us six. Yeah, be us six. Yeah. yeah. No, see, and then uh, me not having that experience, I think about like like my closest friends that I have, like adult friends that I have now. So I went off to college and wrestled for um, for several years and I have some really, really close friends, but there is no way you could pay me to go and do a survival situation. With oh, dude, guys. could you imagine? Just because, you know. You'd be um, taking care of everyone. Oh, absolutely. That's exactly what You'd would You'd be happen. babysitting. Yep. Yeah. And so, but then I think about like, if I could go with like boys from the Trapper Patrol, Mm -hmm. like, like I know that they have what it takes and like, we're going to be fine. Like, like not only will we be fine, but we're going to have a blast. Yeah. And have a good time. Yeah. Honestly. Not even survive. You'd be thriving. Yeah. We'd we'd do just fine. Yeah. Setting traps, eating squirrel meat. It's all good. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) No, it'd be great. (laughs) Do you remember when we had to eat that squirrel? Oh dude. I Because my dad. (laughs) so my dad's rule with us owning bb uh, bb guns is that if you shoot it you have to eat it or shoot it and you kill it yep you you have to eat it um it's his way of keeping boys from just killing everything and just like running rampant and like killing snakes with shovels and you know smacking frogs with happened all the time yeah (laughs) but at least we felt bad about it at least we felt bad i mean it was it it happened a lot but it was i mean i don't even know if it would happen a lot though we would catch snakes we would catch frogs we would catch all these things i shot a lot of frogs with the last guest that you had on that you recorded with (laughs) like like a lot of frogs yeah and so i mean 
yeah we we had a lot of we grew up in rural montana man mm-hmm. like it was very ranchy outdoorsy mm-hmm. like oh, that yeah. kind of stuff and so you're you get curious and my dad's rule at least for me was oh, yeah. when i got my first bb gun is like if you shoot at something you intend to kill it and eat it mm-hmm. so i'm like all right set up some sprite cans yep <laughs> so i can remember so this the squirrel that i think it was actually a chipmunk that we had oh killed. that's right and so the reason that we had yeah. such a hard time with this is because like we had no idea how to clean it and we ended up eating like chipmunk guts and fur <sighs> there was hair all over it so well my dad heard the smack of the bb gun like the yep and then heard silence yeah <laughs> which was different then than what ever, can. yeah like can or tree trunk or rock or oh, pew, yeah. you know yep. ricochet so he heard like a <gasps> yeah <laughs> from us outside on our you know, you know in my backyard yep. and he was like oh did you get it yep. he already knew he no. already knew well, and like looking back like the way i would approach this as an adult like thinking about my kids i'd be watching yeah you know, of you course know he was watching we didn't know no i mean when you give a 12 year old kid a bb gun it's like mm-hmm. yeah you gotta keep an eye on him. yep yeah i don't think there's anything wrong with giving a 12 year old kid a bb gun no but no no, no. But yeah, so we we just smoked this chipmunk. I didn't. We it was kind of a, a simultaneous like I want to miss because I don't want to eat it, but also see what I want to, yeah, try I to want get to it. see if this thing's gonna die. Like, yeah, I need to know if my BB gun's lethal, man. <laughs> yeah, and so we we shot this chipmunk and he came out. It's like, did you get it? And I remember I don't know if you knew if that was the rule or not. No. With, and so you like whipped around and was like, yeah, we smoked it. Yep. And I was like, oh, no, we could have gotten away with it. And he's like, all right, build a fire. Yep. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, we absolutely. had to build a fire and cook it and eat it over the so, fire. So I can remember like you got your BB gun, I think a couple months after me. Yeah, yeah. I had already killed and eaten like, because <laughs> that was my dad's rule too. Like, oh, was it? I, oh, oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Okay. So that's why I really didn't care. Oh, okay. Because like, I can remember you were like, oh man, we got to do this. And like, I had already eaten a robin. I had eaten a chickadee. I had eaten <laughs> pine squirrel. Like for me, it wasn't like, I don't know, maybe I'm a bloodthirsty like killer. Um, the more I think about like what I do for fun, maybe I am. I don't know. I'm probably a sociopath or something. Um, uh, the fact that you are wondering that you're a sociopath <laughs> means that you're not a sociopath. Okay, well, anyways. That's my professional so, opinion. So um, we would, uh, like, after we had killed that chipmunk, I was stoked about it because I hadn't. And I can remember, like, you had You hadn't this... had chipmunk before. No. You were excited yeah. for and a so, new meal. So, like, <laughs> oh, yeah, and so you were like, oh, man, oh, no. And so we had no idea what we were doing, but we choked down it was disgusting it's horrible um we like slathered it in honey do you remember that mm-hmm. yep super nasty and black pepper um yeah so we basically like tried to come up with this rub of honey and black pepper because that was because that was like well we know can... we know what to cook we know how to cook <laughs> yeah you know 12 year old kids just being idiots and so we slathered this chipmunk and I remember the bites were so small because obviously the musculature of a chipmunk is not on there. There's I mean, it has maybe a, a full chipmunk is probably maximum 60 calories total. Yeah, right. Maybe, it's like a know. pizza roll. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, and so we basically had to come up with some sort of like ratatouille-esque way yeah. of cooking this. Oh my goodness. I mean, pun intended. Yeah. Oh yeah. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like, 
yeah, we had to eat this goddamn chipmunk and we had no idea what we were doing as far as like cleaning out the no, animal. No, And I'm pretty sure it's lungs were in there. Oh yeah. And liver. Like, uh, we was, knew not to eat like the intestines and like the lower GI tract. Yeah. But we had no idea what was going on. Yeah. It was so, so, goddamn so gross. fast forward as I'm getting older, we're like into high school age now, like junior and senior. I can remember going out um, and I had killed a lot of things and I had learned how to how to eat them. And so for me, like this idea that I had growing up was the end of the world is coming <laughs> and I'm going to need to I'm going to need to know how to provide for my family. So what's the most common animals out there? I want to be able to kill them, kill a lot of them and and feed my family. That's literally what was going through my head as a kid growing really? up. Really? No, for real, for real. I mean, I knew I knew that about you, but I wanted to kind of just double check. Nope. <laughs> I I 100% believe that. Um and Yeah, you were def- you were definitely a doomsday dude. Oh yeah, I was like, oh, I can remember like the questions I would ask. So I would find out like as I was meeting um like a new wrestling coach for me. Um one of my new coaches, this guy's ex-military. He's actually just barely like I have so much respect for this guy. He had coached a at another team for a while and he just got deployed to Kuwait um, not on a military type of deal he's a private um, def- uh, I, 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 I probably shouldn't say exactly what it is because what his job is would like 100% like everybody would, would know what's sure. going on yeah, so, of course. Anyways, <clears throat> so he's he's out in Kuwait now and I can remember like thinking that I like this guy I was like okay well I'm going to decide if I like him right here based on this question I said alright he was a substitute teacher for us. So Mr. Sub, mm-hmm. it's a post-apocalyptic setting, okay? You get two guns, a long gun and a handgun. What do you choose? Um, and I can remember him saying, he's like, well, I want something that I can carry a lot of ammo with, and I'd want compatibility between my ammo. Um, are there host- Is it a hostile environment? And I was like, Oh my God, I love him. <laughs> yes. He yes, yes, the, yes, it is. His follow-up question was already like sold yeah, you on yep. it. Oh, okay. Is it a hostile Yes, yes it is. And so he goes, well, I'm going to want something that's going to be fully automatic, um, but also really light. I would probably, you know, in all honesty, I'd, I'd probably carry something like an Uzi to get me out of really car- like gnarly situations where I could put a lot of rounds down range really fast. And then I would carry, you know, honestly, probably like a Glock 19. Um, so that I could use all the same bullets. And I was like, wow, that makes so much sense. You I haven't pack, thought about that before. You can pack a lot of nine millimeters. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I like you. <laughs> um, but no, in all honesty, like that's, that's what had gone through my head. So now like, what did I do for fun growing up? Like I, I eventually got like grandpa's 22 rifle. Um, oh, that's it's, right. It's not mine yet. I really hope it someday is. Um, Because it's your dad, right? Yeah, it's my dad's right now. So um, backstory context here. Um, Our shared grandfather grew up extremely poor. Oh, Um, the poorest of the poor almost, yeah. Yeah. And so um, what great-grandma would say to him is, you know, here are two bullets, two 22 rimfire bullets. Go get dinner. Yeah. And and that was legitimately like if he missed, then then they, they didn't don't. they didn't get protein, and yeah. so he would usually come back with like he had a spot where he would go and he could usually always kill a duck, um, or two, and he'd you know he'd plug a duck in the water, sneak up on it, plug it right there, and mm-hmm. swim out and get it. Um, he uh, 
that gun is, has, has provided a lot of meat. And so I'm like, my dad ended up with it and my mm. dad shot a lot of things with it. And so I get to the age where my dad trusts me to take a, take a high powered rifle out into the woods. Like a 22 is not super high powered, but it's still, you know, very lethal. You can kill things with it. Oh yeah. And so I end up getting my hands on this gun and I got wicked, wicked good with it. Iron sights, single action Winchester. I think it's, I don't remember what the exact model of it is, but super sweet gun. And so I end up taking it, um, you know, up in the canyons around here, and I mm-hmm. would shoot like a slew of pine squirrels. And I would usually end up, and the and the thing was like I would always stop at three because I knew that I could eat three of them. And I got to the point where I I came up with recipes that were actually pretty good with squirrels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. Yeah. We should actually do that. Sometime. Have you not heard like my this this story of how I fed my entire family squirrel without them knowing it? Oh my god! You seriously haven't heard me talk no, about this? No, I haven't. No, dude, this is the f- okay. All right, All dude, right. I'm so, I'm buckled in, man. This so, is the first time I've heard this story. So, um, I end up going up to uh, the spot below the falls, gotcha. you know, at, the, at the trailhead that's there. Yep. Um, and walking back in where I've camped with your dad and your mm-hmm. uncles and Boy yep. Scouts millions of times. There's a million pine squirrels back there. Like, oh, you, so you go many, back there, so many. They, they actually so, like wake you up when you camp yeah. there. Yeah, because you're in their territory. So pissed. Yeah. So I go through there and I think I shot like 14, like, like 14 of them. I was out all day. Um, and I come home and I take all their tails off. Um, and I had these grand aspirations of selling their tails to Panther Martin because Panther Martin on the back of all their things, if you read them, they say, we'll buy squirrel tails for me. Oh, so they can use them for tackle. So they can use them for, for, you know, tying up, you know, rooster tails or something like that. Um, and, uh, so I was thinking I was going to do that. I never ended up doing it somewhere at my parents' house. There's a box full of squirrel of tails. Squirrel tails. <laughs> um, anyways, so like, okay. So you, you shot 14 I, squirrels. I ended up shooting a whole bunch of them, take them home and I clean them. And I'm talking with not my mom, um, my, my second mom. I'm like, Hey, so I have all of these. Um, I'm going to make dinner tonight. And she's like, are you serious? And so she's a pretty good sport about that. And I said, yep, I have this recipe that I looked up while I was at school. This is what I'm going to do. And I talk her through it. And she's like, oh, okay. So get all the guts and all the hide off of all of them. And I throw them all into this big old pot. And then we called it the turkey pot. Um, it's what the turkey went into after Thanksgiving. Like it never gets used. But you got 14 yeah. squirrels. Like it's a lot it's of not, meat. It's not like a huge amount of meat, but it's a lot of body. So wait, hold on. So did you... Like debone these squirrels. No, okay. So, so you I gut them. Okay, I, I'm, I gut I'm, I'm, them. walk me through the process yep, so of cleaning I, so these squirrels. So I gut. So I, I gut them all. Um, I get all the guts out. I get all the you hides de-palm. off. Huh? Yep. I, I chop their paws off. Yep. So okay. they're basically cut off at the wrists and then the ankles. And there's no head and, gotcha. and no fur and no guts at all. Gotcha. Okay, so it's just like, you know, the muscle and the bone. And I put all of them in a pot and I season up this pot and I boil them for like I bring them up to a rolling boil and then I let them simmer for like. I don't know. I think I did like like two and a half or three hours. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Long time. Nobody knew it was there, and I was just kind of in the kitchen doing my thing, and like, people were like, oh, Devin, that's... what you making? I was like, oh, it's turkey stew. <laughs> and they can, they smell it. Like, they can see that, that there's things going. I was like, where'd you get the turkey carcass? And I was like, don't. I I just. It, I, we, had, we had it. Whatever. Uh, you and it you stutter up, your way through. A, <laughs> yeah. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. Get out of here if you don't want to eat dinner tonight. <laughs> that was kind of a reply that we said a lot growing up. So anyways, I take my pot 
and I sift out all of my squirrels, and then I just start literally after you boil them that long, it j- you just pull them off the bone like you would a turkey after yep. Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have all this meat and then all of my broth, um, and then I just noodles, carrots, um, onions, celery, and then... So you made like squirrel noodle soup. Squirrel noodle soup, <laughs> like chicken noodle soup, but with squirrels. And so everybody's eating it and everybody's loving it. And I'm watching my other mom and she's like kind of having a hard time because she knows what's in there. And she's like, like at our house, like if there's food in front of you, you eat it. Well, yeah, you don't want to be wasteful or you're going to be hungry. That's Mm -hmm. just, just how it went. Yep. Dinner was dinner. Yep. I grew up in the same household. You eat, you eat what's put in front of you. And if you don't want it, you're going to be hungry and you don't get to come crying to me afterwards. Mm -hmm. Um, so anyways, we do, uh, we all eat, and then as it's done, everybody's like, wow, that was really good. And then my mom is like, she was like kind of a bit crazy about what happened with the food in the house mm-hmm. and where it came from and who paid for it and things like that, like to the point where it was crazy at times. Um, yeah. And so she goes, like, where did you get this turkey from, Devin? And like is not going to let me wiggle my way out of it. And I just kind of look at her and I smile and I was like, Everybody here just ate two or more bowls of squirrel without complaining once. Oh my God. My dad looked at me, stands up and goes, that's my boy. (laughs) And pats me on the back. And then like, that was it. Like everybody just kind of was like, oh, Oh, okay, cool. Like squirrels. Like we all had two bowls of it and it was fine. And, and that was really it. Wow. It was like, but so we all, and, and that's the thing is like, I knew like thinking back, like into like mountain man times and whatnot, like Mm -hmm. not even mountain man times, holy smokes, people eat squirrels all the time. We just didn't grow up with it. Well, yeah. Like kids would shoot squirrels and then like, oh, cool. Yeah. Well, we killed it. All right. Well, throw it in the dumpster. Yep. Yep. Don't show mom and dad because we don't want to have to eat it. But in all honesty, like, like I can remember like like hearing teacher stories about how they grew up back East squirrel hunting, you know, and it's, Dude, that's something that happens. Do we go squirrel hunting? I would love to. And honestly, that Let's recipe is super good. Let's do it. Like 22 is up on the mountain. It is a good time. Oh man. Dude, going up on the mountain and shooting is like so fun. Yeah. So you mentioned like your, you say your assistant wrestler or assistant wrestling coach that's deployed in Kuwait. Yeah. Well, he used, he used to be, so he's not, um, He's no longer um, active military at all. He is so he's, but he's he's over in Kuwait yeah, because so, of yeah, his he's a, he's a previous private, experience. yeah, private, private. Okay, yeah. so you mentioned him and what he like. His follow up question was like mm-hmm. the reason why you liked him so much. Um, when I was in China, uh, my best friend over there, uh, he's from England. I've mm-hmm. talked to him about him before. Yeah, um, and if he's listening to this episode, what's up? What's up, dude? Um, but he has plans to visit. Montana because you know he and I really hit it off and I started telling him stories about how I grew up in polygamy and like all this different Mm -hmm. stuff right and you know the perception of Americans from outside of America is like basically you wear you know you wear flannel and you have big boots and you shoot (laughs) guns and you eat cheeseburgers right you know that's a very American perception you know what I mean so he was asking me a lot of like you know, American culture type of questions mm-hmm. and, and that yeah. kind of stuff. And that's what I would ask him too. It's like, okay, so in England, do they do this? You know, yep. all that stuff. Does everybody have fucked up teeth in England? <laughs> I asked <laughs> that a lot. Yeah. Um, 
he doesn't have fucked up teeth, at least from what I can remember. And if he does have fucked up teeth, dude, fucking brush your teeth. <laughs> um, <laughs> Get braces, bro. <laughs> um, but he uh, he asked me if, like, in the event that he comes to Montana, if he can go, if he can go shooting. And I was like, dude, every single one of my relatives has at least three guns that you can shoot. And he's yeah. like, and he got like his eyes got super big, and he had this huge smile and grin on his face. He's like really oh. and i'm like oh dude if you come to montana oh we my, will take you oh shooting my goodness yeah we will no, take you shooting I just, I just think about like um my dad very very avid avid fisherman and growing up when my i can think back to like when my dad was not my age but younger he was a he was a a hell of a shot very mm-hmm. i mean he taught me everything i know i i am a very confident shooter um my dad is phenomenal especially with handguns and now he's transition transitioned into this like ultimate fly fisherman, and he always wants me to go fly fishing with him. And now I'm like, but I like guns, mm-hmm. and so we have this like banter back and forth where it's like, I always give him shit like, you don't have as much testosterone anymore, so you don't like shooting guns as much. As <laughs> you give him that shit. Oh, that's awesome. yeah, absolutely. That's and, great. And like, that's the greatest like way to get him to go shooting with me. Yeah. What are you talking about? I can probably still shoot you. Yeah, and, and of course he can. Yeah. Um, but no, that is like that is my ultimate like my I really 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 enjoy like taking a gun um, and then reloading the cartridge with it and and learning. It's so like, much cheaper that way. Oh, well, it's so much cheaper, and, and to me, it's not so much. I mean, it's one hundred percent about not one hundred percent, but it is like really nice to be able to shoot like match grade ammo for super cheap. But I love stress stressing the limits of what a cartridge can do. Like, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun, and that's, that's awesome. one of the things like had I not grown up like where the normal thing was like if it was hunting season I'd get my homework done after school I'd throw my 30-30 on my back and yep. the rule was be back by dark yep so you can go get an animal before dark yeah. yep and that's and that that was a totally that was totally a normal thing like I think about like kids now that doesn't get to happen like hunting turns into like this huge like adventure where a bunch of money and you know, there's campers and four wheelers. And like, for me, it was dude, like, I can't get, I can't even approach that yeah. as a way that I would spend time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like no. I, and I, I am definitely like blessed and definitely spoiled, at least in my perception. I mean, most people might think of like getting spoiled while camping is the campers and the Jeeps and the four wheelers and like side that kind by of stuff. Side, side by sides and stuff. Dude, not me, man. Dude, I cannot even. No, I mean, yeah, not... I'm not saying that like driving a side by side or getting a four wheeler or going on a camping trip and like having an RV or something like that isn't a good time. I'm not saying that. No. But to me, that's not camping. It's not camping, dude. It's so no, not camping, it's not. man. It's not. You are, you are sleeping in four walls. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You're not, you're just, you're just going somewhere. You're, you're pooping somewhere else. Yep. That's all you're doing. Yeah. You might as well be in a hotel, man. Like, no, no seriously. Now, granted, the cool thing that's about that is like, you get to pull your hotel to a lake and then you can take oh. that same hotel to mm-hmm. the top of the mountain somewhere or wherever else. Yeah. Like I said, not, not something that is bad no something that i just can't it's not camping you don't i'm i'm totally fine doing it i i would actually really enjoy doing something like that with people mm-hmm. or my family or friends or, or relatives or whatever that would be a good time but i'll never call it camping no never no, i i mean for me camping is you get a backpack yep you have what you're what, what you're gonna you eat and everything mm-hmm. and and what you need is on your back and you carry it preferably more than three miles to either a stream or a lake or it doesn't even have to have a water source yep. just 
go out and you either pitch a tent or in my personal preference, set up a tarp yep. and you're out there in the dirt, getting some dirt time, man, dude. I oh, think that there's so many people out there that haven't really truly gotten true, no. true dirt time. No. And it just, it's, there's something so beautiful about being out there oh, yeah. and getting stuff under your fingernails. And you're like, Oh man, I think my teeth are grinding down from all this dirt I'm eating. Yeah. I mean, like that kind of stuff. I mean, I'm obviously not advocating. We talked about bad teeth just barely, but <laughs> yeah. But like, <laughs> but um, going out and doing something like that and being a part of nature and having that appreciation to me is it, it, it's vital. Oh no, it's it's such a huge reset. Like, uh, so, so when I first got married, um, I'd be I'd be like in bed with my wife and I'd be just tossing and turning and humping like what I cannot. And then it would click in my head, like I'm living in a, in, not in a big city, but to me it was like this big, busy city and I needed to go camping and I couldn't go camping because like I had school and I wrestled on the weekends, you know, and that's just how it was. Mm-hmm. And in the summer times I live on a, I'm a commercial fisherman up in Alaska. So I live on a boat. That's with, tiny. That's yes. comparatively speaking. Oh, it's super, super small. Yeah. It's only 32 feet long. And 90% of the boat is the deck space where you put fish in. Like you're not living yeah. in that area. I mean, you're, you're out there all the time. Um, but, but that's not where you're sleeping. Yeah. That's not, it's not where you sleep. You sleep down in a little bitty bunk. Um, but anyway, so like I can't get, I, I don't get to like, I don't get my camping bug out of me in the summertime. And then all of a sudden, like I'm a school teacher or I was like previously, like when I very first got married, I was going to school. And so I couldn't get out and go camping. And I'd be like, Oh, uh, I'm sleeping outside and I would literally take blankets, throw them down out in the yard, like at that house in, mm-hmm. in North Dakota where I, where yep. I was living yep. and sleep in the yard, you know? And my wife would like, for the first couple of times, she was really self-conscious. Like, what am I doing wrong that he won't sleep in the same bed as me? And it wasn't that at all. No, no, no. It yeah. was just like, no, I have to reset my body somehow. I mean, now, now that you have two daughters and everything, like, yeah. that's not oh, yeah. possible, no, but like it's, it's very, before, it's very different. before your first daughter was born, would your wife go out there and join you sometimes or she'd come out and hang out for a little bit and we'd sit there and we'd cuddle and we'd watch the stars. And like, what was really cool about that area in North Dakota is like, you get these awesome thunderstorms. Oh yeah. Rain. And so like, yeah. if that happened, I was sleeping outside. Yeah. You know, if it wasn't um, raining, you'd be out there. Yeah. And even if it was, <laughs> there's plenty of nights I got wet. Yeah. Um, but she'd be out there and she'd be watching that. And then like, as she'd start getting tired, she'd be like, I'm just not comfortable. It's kind of cold. And she sure. has this thing like she likes to sleep behind four walls and she likes camping. She loves being outside. She's a hardcore fisherwoman and yeah. Like yeah, loves yeah, yeah. shooting and loves hunting. Yeah. Um, but she grew up for her camping was like, was the RV type RV of type. Yeah. Type yeah, yeah. Yep. And so like nothing wrong with that at all. She no. also grew up like way wealthier than we did. Like mm-hmm. so much, so much more. Not like, not that she was super rich, but like I can remember like the lifestyle differences is just, is yeah. just so much different. And so mm-hmm. for us, like camping was the hammy down old thrift store backpack mm-hmm. that now fits me. <laughs> I'm taking that. Finally, with, it fits you now in yep. that you're in your mid twenties. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can, yeah, I had, it was so big. Yeah. Just um, massive. And it's the size of you. Yeah. Yeah. And then taking <laughs> that, that. Back, backpacking, like that's what yep. we, that's, that's what it was, you know? And that to me is camping. Like you're absolutely right. Like where it's just, it's just you and whatever you have on your back. And then you end up up there and you don't hear from anybody else. Like I love camping with people. 
Like yep. not big groups, but I love like going out just you and I, like we did when we we're growing up. Dude, love, we like, need to do that again, man. I love we really need the to. conversations that we have where it's just like, you know, and it's not even that we're having these deep, crazy conversations. Honestly, it's just like what we're doing right now. Yeah, no, exactly. We're just around a campfire out in the woods and, and we don't have any responsibilities other than like taking care of dinner and yeah. making sure you stay dry. Yeah, seriously. Like, and then if we're next to a water source, you know, we're going skinny dipping. Oh, yeah. <laughs> where were we camping? Were you camping with us last time where it was like, no, I don't think that you, you were, it was right before you came back from China. Okay. Um, I think it was me, um, our, our uncle cousin, our uncle cousin. Yeah. Um, and your dad. I, th- I think oh, it was that I, I think I might have heard it was like of the that weekend story. before you came. So we yep. end up, yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. I heard about, we I heard end about up this weekend, like, yeah. I am, I'm out fishing on this lake and, um, your dad. And then he's our uncle, mm-hmm. not uncle cousin. We call but him he's younger than me. He's, yeah. He's, yeah. yeah. He's younger than me. He'll, he'll, um, he's getting interviewed tomorrow. So cool. All right. So we were out, um, and they were just kind of kicking it around the campsite, went for a little bit of a hike. And I was like, I'm fishing this lake cause it's really good fishing. I'm going to fish all the way around it. And I get like halfway around it because the fishing's it's too good for me to move fast. And I wanted to go all the way around and I end up on this log jam. And so I'm like, dude, I'm pushing these logs together and I'm paddling my ass back across the lake. <laughs> and I'm doing it naked. Hell yeah. <laughs> and so I can remember like your dad, like I'm splashing around, moving logs, and I'm I'm just nude. And <laughs> just your, nude. Your dad's like, What are you doing? Oh. All right. <laughs> Don't you have your gun with you? And, and I had my, my 1911 with me. And I was like, yeah. So, so it, you, oh, my God. Okay. So, so, you, so for a visual, <laughs> you're on two logs? No, no, no. I had like I had like I had two big logs and then five logs across all the big logs. So like, you basically you essentially I, made yourself I, a Huck Finn raft. My, oh, yeah. And I was calling. I'm, I'm Huckleberry Finn, Uncle. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then the only thing that you had on you was your 1911 no 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 so i had when i had ventured out i was fully clothed but as i was was constructing this raft these logs were too heavy that and like they were semi-waterlogged um so i couldn't build them in the shallows and then like push them across the beach or or whatever Mm -hmm. into the water and get them moving because they were just like kind of the friction of my body on them was just holding them together right okay gotcha and so like i'm I'm constructing this log naked like waist deep in the water and then i go and i grab my pile of clothing and i'm holding it above my head and i get out onto onto this raft and i set all my stuff down and and your dad goes don't you have your gun with you and it was like yeah but it's dry he goes (laughs) what if that thing falls apart and i said then I'm swimming down for my gun and my fly rod, and I'll probably hike back naked. <laughs> and he just laughs at me. And, like, and I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, I have my gun with me. Damn it. Whoops. I really didn't think that's sure that. Like, I was thinking about it as I was building it. I was like, oh, no, I'll just leave it on the log, and like, it'll be fine. And, like, as I'm like pushing myself, like sitting naked, like trying to make sure no sticks go up my ass, like <laughs> propelling myself across, like by kicking my feet, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking like, man, if this thing comes apart, like I have to make sure my gun doesn't go in the water. Yeah. Because this is a very, like it is a very beautiful Kimber. Like I've mm-hmm. carried it for a long time and everywhere. Um, yeah. It's it's always, you know, around and I don't want it 
Yeah, you don't lose it. Yeah, it's nice. I mean, it's the brand in which I named my dog. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. (laughs) Which is kind of funny. I mean, the the whole idea of like naming dogs after you know gun brands. It's it happens all the time. Yeah. How many dogs do you know named Ruger? Right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or (laughs) yeah, another one is like Danner. Yeah. Tika. Tika is one. Yeah. Yeah, Tika was my dog for sixteen years. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and Kimber and, you know, and there's, you know, there's, there might be some people out there that are like, why the dog doesn't need like a violent name, you know, cause they yeah. attach the violence to the gun or whatever. And I mean, okay. Okay. Yep. Great argument. Cool. I, I don't necessarily Sorry. agree, but whatever, man. Yeah. It's it, like, you know what? It's still a cool name. It's still a cool name and whatever. It's all good. It's all I good. I will, I will only give my dogs from now until hopefully I don't have enough dogs that I would run out of names, but I X Men names. Exclusively, exclusively like Marvel X. I have Gambit and Rogue right now. <laughs> dude your dogs are awesome yeah love your dogs yeah we're 92 minutes in holy smokes yeah, yeah. Go